Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, the Braves' top of the order has got to get some things cranked up and going. We will talk to D. Orlando Ledbetter, Falcons beat reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, as camp officially opens today. And we got to find Kyle Pitts some red zone targets. I'll give you some numbers on that as well. All next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Asking you to head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser, hit that subscribe button when you find our page, leave us a comment. Of course, we're free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Braves took it on the chin last night. Um, you know, Max Fried wasn't terrible, but it wasn't outstanding either. Maybe a little bit of bad luck mixed in, but the Braves dropped their first game in Philadelphia last night. And because the Mets did not play, they lost a half a game last night. So, you know, look. Mets, you know, get the Yankees for the next couple of nights. Hopefully that's going to be a couple of losses. But Braves have lost two in a row now. And, you know, part of what they got to get going on is the top of the order. And obviously Ronnie and Dansby have been such linchpins in why the Braves have been so successful and got themselves right back in this division race. You know, Ronnie, for all the limitations and things like that at the very beginning of the year, is now, for lack of a better way to describe it, probably about as healthy as he's going to be, right? And Dansby, you could make a case, was the MVP of the first half of the season, at least through the first 81 games of the season, having a career year, and obviously he's getting ready to go into his free agent year. And those two guys at the top of the order have provided a lot of punch and a lot of table setting for Olsen and Riley and Azuna and everybody to set them. But of late, it's been a lot of struggles for the Atlanta Braves' top of the order. Let me give you some numbers here. Ronnie, in his last 12 games, is hitting 186 with a 314 on-base percentage and a 233 slugging. He has no homers, one RBI, and only three runs scored. Dansby, in his last 11 games, is hitting 191 with a 277 on-base percentage, a 286 slugging percentage, Nine runs scored, one home run in four RBI. Now, we talk about, you know, making trades and doing this and doing that. Part of this is you got to get your guys cranked up and going. And to be honest with you, when you talk about this offense with Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, you know, there's a lot of feast and famine that comes with those guys. But this offense gets it going when those top two guys find their way on base. And that's been the thing about Dansby this year, unlike other years, is that he does have a really good on-base percentage. So you've got at the top of your order for this team, you have two guys who've been getting on base, two guys who have good power, and two guys who can run like crazy and have a whole bunch of steals. You're talking about, what, 35 steals between those two guys? And they're both in the, you know, 350 and above on-base percentage. So, over the course of the season, they've done everything you could ask for a one-two hitter at the top of the order. In fact, I would argue 
what teams have a better combination of one, two at the top of the order than what Ronnie and Dansby have provided this year. But it's what those guys do that sets the table for everybody else. Now, we'll talk more about this here in just a second, but want to talk to you about our friends over at Dave. Dave is the new banking app that, look, we're about ready to get back into starting school, right? My daughter starts school on Monday, August 1st. Crazy, right? You got clothes, you got supplies, you got this, you got that, beep, bada, boop. You got to get things done, right? But, you know, if you're like me, you came back from vacation, maybe a little bit short of cash, what have you like that, right? You need a little bit of help, okay? The Dave app is the way to go. It's a way where you can get as much as $500 instantly with their extra cash app. So listen, you need to get school supplies. You need to get school clothes. You need to get food for lunches. And you need to put gas in your car to get ready to drive your kids, right? That's that's like buying a new house, putting gas in your car nowadays, right? Dave is the app that really helps you out. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to download the Dave app in your favorite app store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up. For the extra cash account and you can get up to as much as $500 instantly by signing up for the extra cash account. Terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. FDIC, excuse me. Dave is the way to go. If you need a little extra cash as we're getting ready for school season, head over to Dave, sign up for the extra cash account, and you can get as much as $500 instantly into your account. But let's be honest. The middle of the Braves lineup is not going to create a whole lot unless you can put pressure on teams and defenses and things like that. And that's what Ronnie and Dansby have provided so well at the top of the order. Not to mention the fact that, look, you you end up with you end up with a, a single, right? You get Ronnie on base and he's at first and you get like a, 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 a single. Maybe that's a deep single. Ronnie can score. Ronnie can certainly score on a double. Dansby can score on a double from first, right? Those guys provide you with the ability that you don't have to hit the ball out of the ballpark, right? If you can get the ball in the gap or anything like that, those guys can score from anywhere on the base pass. And lately, you know, those guys have fluttered. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where it's not been one, it's been both guys that have fluttered. So, yes, while, you know, Riley's been fine, Olsen's been fine and all that kind of stuff, those two guys are such keys to the lineup that if those guys are both struggling at one time, it does give me a little bit of concern. Now, look, I'm not talking about changing anything. I'm not talking about doing anything different. I'm not even talking about shuffling the lineup around. As much as Snicker likes to change and shuffle his lineup around, it would make no sense right now to move either of those two guys out of the spot where they've been so successful this year. The key is just getting those guys back to what they were doing earlier in the year. And look, I'm not so much worried about batting average with those two guys. What I do want to see is the on-base percentage get itself back up. So if you got to find a way, if you're not hitting well, draw walks. Figure it out. Get yourself on base. You have to get yourself on base to let Olsen and Riley and Azuna and Darno and, and Contreras, you, you need to get on base to let those guys do their thing. So I'm not worried about what they hit from a batting average standpoint. I am looking at what their on-base percentage is. And, you know, I do want to see some occasional pop out of those guys, right? You know, hopefully, you know, I was hoping that Ronnie coming out of the all-star break, you know, maybe, you know, got a swing, you know, fix a little bit, have a little fun, take a little rest and things like that. But, you know, again, he and Dansby are both struggling mightily. And 
you know, the, the unfortunate thing is, is that you don't want this thing lingering too long because you're not very far away from getting into the Mets series. I'm not asking these guys to go on a tear where all of a sudden they're in the middle of a 15-game hitting streak and they're hitting 400 for a week or whatever like that, but you need to get yourself on track because you got way too many important games that are coming up here as we get in the first of the next month. In case you haven't looked, today's the 26th of July. The Braves are going to start a five-game set on August 4th. You want to feel at least like those two guys are on track because the rest of the lineup, somebody's bound to come through, right? Even if Olsen, you got Olsen, Riley, Contreras, Darno, Ozuna, beep, bada, boop, bada, bop, bop, bop. Whole list of guys, right? So even if one or two of those guys aren't doing anything, you've got enough power and enough run driving and ability throughout the whole middle of that lineup that you don't have to worry about if one or two guys aren't getting things going. You got, you got plenty of guys you can pick from, right? And those guys you can sort of interchange and you can mix and mash those guys up a little bit. But Ronnie and Dansby are where they are for a reason. That's your speed. That's your on base. That's your guys with good power, right? That it's, it's all these things that you look for in your top two hitters. Those guys are sort of unchangeable right now. And especially when you don't have Ozzy Albies, you know, and, and Arcia's struggling, right? And I don't think they want to move Michael Harris up or anything like that. And he's having his struggles, you know. But again, Dansby and Ronnie fit their role perfectly for where they're at. Need to get those guys cranked up and going, especially before they head up to Gotham and take on the Mets for five games. All right, when we come back, the Falcons beat reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution D. Orlando Ledbetter will join us as camp officially opens today. We'll talk to him next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery from Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here in Locked On Sports Atlanta. This segment brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Really easy to use, free and available on all of your app stores. BetOnline.net. You want to get scores, reviews, podcast information, anything is right at your fingertips. Use betonline.net for the fastest way to place your wagers. We got MLB season, boxing, MMA, golf, everything's still cranked up and rolling. And oh, yeah, we're about to get heavy into football season. Betonline.net is where the game starts. We welcome into the program the man who is the beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons for the Atlanta Journal Constitution, D. Orlando Ledbetter, joining me. Of course, you can follow D. Led on Twitter at D. Orlando AJC and check out his work at AJC.com. And D. Led, as we get ready for another training camp, what for you are going to be a couple of your most important position battles you're going to be watching? Yeah, well, you know, um, I just finished my story on the several turns. <laughs> Heading into this training camp, starting with the quarterback. I mean, it's everything. Do you have a quarterback? Do you have an offensive line? Do you have any receivers? I mean, that's just the offense you got a tight end that can catch you know it's not a blocking type but you don't know if they can hit him uh get the ball to him so uh everything um no 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 real uh givens unless you call given and, and aj terrell at, at uh left cornerback but other than that uh, 18 of 22 jobs that are open on this football team right now. You know, I, I don't remember a time since the Super Bowl that 
there has been as many spots in question. You know, coming out of the Super Bowl, you felt like your team was in pretty good shape. I don't think there's been a time since the Super Bowl that this much has been in flux for the Falcon starting position-wise, right? About it. Uh, it hasn't been this way, uh, you know, in decades for sure. I mean, two, 2007 was a mess, but we knew that the quarterback going to jail. So, but other than that, um, you know, the, the least had a solid year uh, under Coach Smith, and uh, they were able to get something out of the rookie uh, and build on it. You know, they built that for years and stayed it to Quinn. Uh, you know, or at least you had one unit on the field that could, you know, you could maybe win some games with it. Uh, but. Uh, uh, right now, you know, I guess the best players to kick is going to field goal people to death. That's, uh, you know, that's one way to do it. But uh, you're just at the beginning. You're at the ground floor of, of a rebuild. And uh, they got some players. If these young guys they drafted, can you build around them? Can you use to them when your money gets right? Uh, that's the key to this year is, hey, develop these young find out. You know, if these guys can play, and if they can, you keep them. If they can't play, go. What do you think the percent chance of Ritter starting is this year? Pretty low? I mean, what do you think the percent is that he could actually win this job out of camp? I think about 2%. He would have to be an injury. Uh, it happened uh, because, um, you know, uh, He's just not. It's just a big quarterback to 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 the NFL. You have to limit the whole offense. A bunch of bubble screens like New England did with Mac Jones last year. But you know they had a good defense. So, so um, you know he doesn't have that here. You ruin. Um, you're gonna ruin our situation if you have to play him too early. Where it's gonna be holding on the ball, getting hit a little bit with. It. Them, but you can't really get away with running uh, a whole, whole lot. Um, you know, we saw Hurts run a little bit. Lamar ran, ran a lot. But then when it came to anything, yet he still won in three in playoff games. So uh, 2% is a Ritter starting, but I'm 100% with him being in there by uh, the middle of you know, you and I have talked. I, I guess I didn't realize that the Falcons had the fourth fewest yards offensively in the NFL, and that's with Matt. That's with Matt and some of their weapons. I mean, I don't know how you take a step back from that, but how much better can they be offensively? Well, um, the, it's got, so they're not going to be running, uh, you know, the Matt Ryan play action fake offense you're gonna see a lot of rpos a lot of shotgun and you know they're gonna just try to grind it. um john you know maybe even keep um keep the defense off the field a little bit game uh, uh with patterson damian williams uh and whoever step you know it's not gonna be real exciting ball they're gonna try to you know rpo it inside the numbers it's just not real sexy, but um, they—they, they, I don't know how. They line, so I'm 
thinking you're going to see some changes on that line of Fetty taking up maybe McGarry's spot. They're going. They're committed to Jalen Mayfield, but if he, like he did last year, you know, um, um, they might have to turn, turn to a veteran like a lot. And then at center, you know, they tried, tried to move Drew Dahlman in there last year in the middle of this half. So kind of know who's going to win that spot. Uh, and, and so, you know, fuck yet, you know. We're going to find out when they play the Jets. They scrimmage the Jets on the 20th, and then they uh, scrimmage the Jaguars, so we'll get to see Trayvon Walker come in here and see what he can do against the Falcons' tackles and so forth. So um, they're going to get you in the uh, exhibition season. He's going to actually play the players this year. Which <laughs> is, you, you know, you they, they, were, they were not ready for that opener against the Eagles, and it showed that. Um, and, and we, you know, Thought he was treating them like they had just came off the Super Bowl, and you know you you can't do that with, with a team that's got to prove itself. And um, that lesson last year's a rookie coach, and this year he's gonna make them play. Send them out there. I don't know. I don't know if you can get better by not playing. I know you can get better by playing, and so that's where, and so we're looking forward to uh, reporting on that. If I told you that Tyler Algier will lead this team in rushing attempts this year, what do you think about that? Um, I would think that that probably would mean that he tech and he didn't fumble the ball, which are his <laughs> issues. Uh, which is our is it one cut runner, and I guess he found some holes <laughs> to run from. I mean that could. Could happen. It could certainly happen. Uh, I just don't, you know, you know pick. I mean, you know, um, we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, the kid in that, you know, ran for six. Alfred Morris, you know, he was a six round pick out of James Madison, uh, three years in a row uh, uh, in Shanahan's uh, offense. That's uh, once he left Shanahan and Bobby Turner. So, uh, if if the uh, um, new running back three can get this uh, rookie fifth round pick rolling like Alfred uh, Morris for coaching. What's the likelihood, D. Led, of adding another piece, either offensive, defensive line? They have some money. They've kind of been pretty quiet about adding anybody. You think that there's still somebody in the mix before we get to the week one of the regular season? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, uh, uh, John. Uh, they also are priority on the waiver wire. And um, this isn't a uh, surefire NFL guy. So, uh, you know, any big player they're going to probably look at, they want to get an interior push. Um, Mike Graham are going to get that shot at that other end. Uh, if they can't get it going. They can pick somebody up there. No question about it. I think they're happy with the linebacker. Uh, but, you know, injuries could change everything there. Uh, and, and, you know, the big one, that Oliver can make it back from his knee injury. So, you know, if you can't get him back in a nickel buyer, that doesn't cost a lot. You know, anybody from the 
the Bears or the Titans that get that's, that's where all the Falcons front office people are from. And the Saints to some degree. The Saints players very well. So, so that's what they've been doing. They've been picking up their own players that they in Chicago or play with in Tennessee. Uh, you know, they got good evaluations on pick them. But, um, you know, you still need somebody neutral like your national scouts to and make sure you're not just picking, you know, people that you're comfortable with and so forth. You want uh, uh, available. Last thing, D-Led. Um, Deion Jones. Put on the pup list. I think it's pretty convenient. Um, likelihood that we see him with the Falcons week one. I think it's a um, probably um, pro coach told me expected him to be here, but then he said things could change. So, so out I don't I haven't heard that they've been shopping him, uh, but you know the fact that he came up with the other four contracts, uh, Jake, Grady, and Matt Ryan, nothing's happened to him one way or the other. Uh, leads me to suspect that. Um, he uh, a demotion, uh, um, you know, maybe a salary reduction or something. Because, uh, you know, Drew Rosenhaus, we check with Dion's people, and Drew said no comment. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. You know, he's usually got something yeah. to say, you know. And I double back, back here with Camp starting up to see if he's got, a, you know, some, a, you know, any on Dion's situation. Uh, you know, the sense is that, hey, they, they don't really like him um, and they want to play him, uh, match him up on people on third downs. Nobody will come out. But, you know, that's what their moves say this offseason, that they got bigger linebackers to play in the air, And he, he's too little to play on the edge of it. So, you know, it's kind of like a not, he doesn't think and he's not a rah, rah, rah leader guy that can uh, lead the room. And kind of does his thing and, and um you know the the new re regime kind of wants that uh can you know rally the troops and lead and it's gonna be there on every down and jake matthews and you know they got, got rewarded with the uh, extension so be interesting and we're gonna stay on top of that for everybody john and see how um it unfolds if he turns up in dallas <laughs> Check him out at AJC.com. All of his work is there. Follow him on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. D-Led, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Thanks for being part of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. We'll be back on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Asking you to head to YouTube.com. Find Locked on Sports Atlanta in your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button to our page. Leave us a comment. Of course, we're free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms that include Spotify, Odyssey, Leave us a five-star review and then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. You know, as Campa opens today for the Atlanta Falcons, and we just got done talking to D. Orlando Ledbetter, you know, one of the things that the Falcons have to greatly improve on is getting more touchdowns and especially getting the red zone offense cranked up. And that's going to start with Kyle Pitts. Now, was looking at some stats earlier today and looking at red zone target numbers and things like that. Kyle Pitts last year in 17 games had 14 red zone targets. That puts him in a group of guys that includes Alan Lazard, 
um, Amon Ra St. Brown, Dalton Schultz, uh, Zeke Elliott is in that group as well. Not exactly top flight company for a guy that we expect to be a unicorn or a minion or a troll or a Shrek or whatever, whatever term he's supposed to be in this and the other. What's even more concerning is the fact that of the 14 red zone targets that he had last year, he only had four completions on that. So four completions, four catches in 14 attempts. Only one player in the NFL with at least 14 red zone attempts had a lower catch percentage than what Pitts did. And obviously Pitts ended up with only one touchdown during the regular season. Now, I know, I know, because again, we we, we can't do this. Well, it's not all Pitts' fault, it's Matt Ryan, Matt. Okay, all right, all right. Matt Ryan, just so you understand, was one of only three quarterbacks in the NFL last year that did not have an interception in the red zone. He had 18 touchdowns and zero interceptions. So I don't know how many bad balls he could have thrown if the guy never got a, a play picked off. Must not have put in too much jeopardy to not have an intercept. But then again, we're, we're past all that, right? Well, no, a lot of you aren't. But anyway, we're past all that. So when looking at red zone target numbers, listen to some of these numbers. Cooper Cup, 37 targets last year, 13 touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 34 targets, 10 touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 27 targets, 10 touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 23 attempts, 7 touchdowns. Hunter Renfro, 23 attempts, 9 touchdowns. How about a tight end? Okay, Mark Andrews, 20 targets, 12 catches, 9 touchdowns. Can I tell you, that's where Kyle Pitts has to be this year. And I don't want to hear excuses about double teams or quarterback or what have you. Again, you have to find a way to take advantage. If you're going to tell me that we drafted a guy at number four overall and number eight or whatever it was last year for Drake London, you have got to offensively find a way that when you get in the red zone to take advantage of those guys and get completions and get touchdowns. It's not going to be acceptable to tell me about this offense mulling and fuddling around, and he's got 14 red zone attempts in a 17-game season. Less than one red zone attempt. And again, I'm not going to tell you it's all on pits, but four attempts and, and four catches in 14 attempts, he has to have some responsibility. Yes, Matt probably gets some. Yes, Arthur Smith and his play calling gets some. I get all that. But please don't sell me on the idea that he's blameless. If he's a unicorn or a minion or a Shrek or, you know, uh, you know, one of the seven dwarfs or whatever, you know, this this thing is that we're fascinated by. And it's why I've said last year, I don't think his impact was nearly as big as what some people thought. Now, we'll talk more about this in just a second. But want to talk to you about my friend sponsoring the show today, as always, Coffee A.M., my folks over at coffeeam.com. Listen, they are the best small batch roaster of coffee in America and located right here in the state of Georgia, up in Canton, online company, coffeeam.com. Check out their wide range of products, coffees, teas, gift sets. Everything is there at coffeeam.com. You like organic coffees. You like flavored coffees. You like darker roast, light roast. You want ground. You want K-cups. They got everything available to you. And here's what we've got going on for you today because I love these folks so much. 
coffeeam.com. You go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. And here's what we got. Put together your order, coffees, teas, gift sets, whatever it is you got going on there. And when you put that first order together and you head to the checkout, in the coupon code, put in locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Put locked on as the coupon code at checkout and get 15% off that first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Yes, 15% off that first order you put together at coffeeam.com. Love these folks. Best small batch coffee roaster in America. I drink multiple cups of this stuff every single day. Love our folks at Coffee AM. But head there now. Take 15% off that first order by using the coupon code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So, look, those when you look at those numbers just in general, and, and look, Pitts led the Falcons last year in red zone attempts. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it's it's a pretty... It's a pretty frightening list when you look at Pitts had 14 attempts, Gage had 13 attempts, Patterson had 12 attempts, Ridley, for not playing at all, had 10 attempts, right? Um, Zacchaeus, 8, Hurst, 7, Davis, 5, Tajay, Sharp, Kadri Allison, Lee Smith, Christian Blake. Good God almighty, that, that list makes me want to throw up in my mouth just going through all of it. So... You want to put your finger on a number that's got to change and has to improve. Number one, red zone targets for Kyle Pitts. Number two, red zone catches off those targets. Number three, most importantly, is touchdowns. Think about the fact that Cooper Cup had almost as many touchdowns in the red zone last year as Pitts had targets. Cup had 13 touchdowns. Pitts had 14 targets. None of that is acceptable. And I don't want to hear about being new, and I don't want to hear about adjust. You have to take the weapons that you have and find a way to maximize it. And let me ask you a question. You think Cup and Diggs and Adams and Andrews and guys like that and Mike Evans? Mike Evans had 18 targets with nine touchdowns. Half the time they throw to Evans in the red zone, it's a touchdown. That's what our guys have to be. This is where we talk about If you're going to tell me that we drafted all these pass catchers and all this kind of stuff, they have to make some hay. And I don't want to hear about Ritter and Mariota and everybody like that because y'all didn't want Matt Ryan. So if you don't want Matt Ryan, this is what you're left with at quarterback. But you have to take advantage. You have to start figuring out how to maximize these guys down in the red zone. I don't care what your quarterback is. I don't care what your other target. This is where coaching is going to come into full full force. This is where either coaching and Kyle Pitts can figure it out together or we got problems or, or we got some issues. Because 14 targets, not acceptable. Four catches in 14 targets, not acceptable. One touchdown in 14, tar- not acceptable. And again, Pitts, coaches, quarterback, Everything has to come together with it. So I I can tell you, I'm going to be watching that number to see where he's at with all this. Because again, if you're going to sell me on unicorns, Shrek, uh, minions, whatever it is that you're trying to sell me on with it, the numbers have to be there. And there are plenty of examples. You want to be thought of as one of the top guys in the league? That's the number that gets you there. With all due respect to your catches and everything else and your yards per attempt and your 
DVOAs or, you know, go to the DMZ or TMZ or whatever nonsensical numbers you want. I'll break down. There's a reason why you want to talk about Cups, Diggs, Adams, guys like Mark Andrews. You want to know why they're elite players? Because the red zone production is off the charts. 13 touchdowns in the red zone, nine touchdowns and 18 receptions. Andrews was nine touchdowns on 20 attempts, 60% catch percentage, 96 yards, nine touchdowns. Eight for 11 inside the 10-yard line with seven touchdowns. Eight for 11 with seven touchdowns. That's where Kyle Pitts has to live. That's where he and the coaches and everybody has to get it figured out. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen. Make A to Z with Mark Zinno your second listen every day. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports. He is free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta and, of course, on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give us a uh, five-star review there. Also, leave us a comment uh, on our on our uh, YouTube page. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. We'll be back with you tomorrow. It's been Hitting Hard with John Chuckry on Locked On Sports Atlanta. 